Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast episode 202. Uh, this week we are joined uh, by the the matriarch of Maiden Utica, the the Queen Bay, uh, Kate Riley. She's back. We are getting ready for Kids Day coming up May 11th, Handshake City. It's our first major event of the year. We're very excited to talk to her about that. All sorts of upcoming stuff. Uh, she's also doing the uh, Ride for Missing Children, which she's done for a long time, so we'll talk to her about that as well. Uh, also this week, uh, the sickness is back, so Heather has the week off, but Kevin and I will fight our good fight, the flu game. We're going to go all the way through it. A lot of good stuff to talk about this week, including uh, Avengers Endgame, which we will not spoil uh, because we're nice like that. Uh, always a pleasure to have you folks here for another episode of the Cast, and as always, we are happy This episode's 202. Heather's not here. Uh, I came down with the sickness. And Kevin, who's also here, is currently down with the sickness. Not like the song, but... Kevin, you look a little better than yesterday, but you still seem a little, uh... Uh... Rough around the edges, I'll say. Is this, How you doing? Correct. Uh, now, you might be asking, well, why is Kevin on the show if he doesn't feel good? I asked Kevin if he wanted to take the week off from doing the show, and I would have had someone else come in. But you asked to come in. Why is that? I could have you could have had a free week off. What am I? Because what? What? I, who else are you gonna get? I could have brought in one of the ringers to come see in. See what I mean? Yeah, see but what it, I mean, do you see what that turns into? I mean, I knew mm-hmm. it, I had the sickness. Because I'm a capital P professional. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> capital P professional podcasting. Um, I mean, I'm here anyway. Because you know what the thing is, man. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go sit in the other room while you do the podcast with somebody else. And then listen to it and not be able to have to. You know, like. Not into it. Not into it. No, I'm here. I do appreciate you bringing uh, the plague and sickness into the home. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's great. You know, You know, I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> too, you, don't. Too <laughs> you don't. You uh, don't. No, I, I will say I this cold. And, and we'll, I'll talk briefly about this because I think I want to know if it used the same for you. I, um, I really do feel like this cold that I got was almost... A hundred thousand percent from just being overworked and overtired. I was had gotten no sleep, and the less and less sleep that I got over the course of like a four or five day period, the more I could feel it was coming. Well, that was what happened to me. So I I didn't get a lot of sleep uh, Friday into Saturday. I had to get up. Yeah. We got up really early because um, I worked you know very late Friday night. Yeah. I closed, so I got home late, and then we got up early to go down to Handshake City because we had some volunteers coming down. Yeah, yeah. And I could tell all day that it was just sort of creeping in. By the time I went to work Saturday night, it was it was bad. And yesterday was really tough. Today I feel mostly all right. I'm just I've got I know that I'm dehydrated. I've yeah. got that like dehydration headache in the back of my yes. head and neck. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of sinus pressure. But other than that, I mean, it's not it's not so bad. I've been sicker certainly. Yesterday sucked though. You look better than yesterday. Uh, I can tell. We've been friends long enough where I can tell when you're 
when you're feeling good or bad or when you're feeling better or worse by how uh, short and miserable you are to people who come into the house who are not me. Whether yeah. it's Justin yeah, or yeah. Steve or just anyone who comes in. I can tell how sick you are by how little uh, rope you have for some nonsense that's thrown your way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually a tell. Um, I did throw that phone charger about 100 miles an hour <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I did. Uh, shout out to Steve. Uh, for the folks who, uh, our, our buddy Steve came in and asked to borrow the phone charger. And and I don't know what about asking. The phone charger was on the table near me. And he goes, hey, could you toss me that phone charger? And I just, yeah, I mean, I, I gave it to him. Yeah, I I had a feeling that something like that was going to happen. Just it, I, I could see it coming. I didn't know you were going to full Nolan Ryan, like, wind up 90 miles an hour. And I don't think he saw it coming either. While laying down, too. Yeah, <laughs> while laying down. I think, though, that that is also... Um, that's also uh, bad on our friend for not being able to read social cues. Because we, we've we been pretty obviously sick at the house for the last couple of days. And he just mm-hmm. seems to keep showing up. So, Steve, that's what you get for going yeah. <laughs> four days in no, a row. That, that's completely true, though. You can When I'm not feeling good, my, my rope gets very short for people. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my temper, but I'm just... I just... No, not interested. Yeah, Not no, I feel that. Nice. I think that I try my best when I'm sick to just try and, like, go with the flow. Right. But I think it's just that constant haziness of it. That, like, living in the fog and, like, trying mm-hmm. to fight your way back to some semblance of, like, clarity. Right? Well, because that's my biggest thing when I'm sick is I, I like to be left alone. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yes. I don't, like, when I'm sick, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to talk, we don't have to, don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Don't, nothing, just let me, let me be. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. tough I'm with when, you people in and out and stuff like that i mean i i'm kind of here's the thing right i'm like that until there's nobody around and then i'm like oh it feels so terrible i wish there was someone here <laughs> that i could talk to because i'm oh. all by myself and feeling crummy I mean. that's where text messaging is very helpful so mm. um all right so the other thing that's going on today and uh uh, we've been recording, I think, sort of, we've talked about this before, we've been recording the podcast on Sundays yeah. uh, for the most part uh, because I've had class on Mondays, which is kind of a frustrating change for, uh, at least for myself and Kevin, I know it was. Heather seems to not mind one way or the other. Sure. Uh, but I didn't like it. But this, technically, even this is though this is a Monday morning for whatever reason, this was the end of the Sunday podcast. My, my last class on Monday nights ends tonight in a couple hours. Oh, good. I have my final. My GPA is up, up, up again this year. Sky high. Sky high. And I got to tell you, I'm closing in on my last actual round of classes before student teaching. Like, this is, we're getting to the end. This master's degree is within reaching distance. I can taste it. I can feel Mm -hmm. it at the edge of my fingertips. Soon you will be the master. (laughs) The master, I know. And then the first thing someone will say to me is like, are you going to go get your doctorate? And I'll say, no. 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 I'm not a doctor. I feel weird that it's going to, I think it's weird that I'll have a master's. Why? I don't know, because I, I spent a night three days ago in a s- sickly close to death under a blanket playing Fallout thinking that I'd rather be dead than blow my nose again. Doesn't seem like actions becoming I mean, of a master's I think masters. I think masters get the flu as well. <laughs> the great equalizer. Um... Uh, that wasn't an ongoing joke I didn't say to you. Like, there's, There is always that moment when you get sick, and it's usually at the height of your sickness mm. where you go, you know what? If I were dead... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this All night would, last night. It would be better, mm-hmm. than, better than what I'm doing right now. Right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. My biggest issue, this hasn't happened to you, I've noticed. Uh, I blew my nose so many times at work with crummy, like, not napkin. We didn't have, like, we were out of tissues. 
that my nose started bleeding. My physical, like, outside of my nose got so rough. It yeah, started you were bleeding. all jacked up. It was terrible. Oh, my God. I don't do well with being sick. I'm not, I have a low time, I have a bad constitution. Mm. I won't survive the winter. Uh, all right, so, yeah, sickness and finals. Uh, death would have been better than this. Uh, the Let's get into our actual news stories this week, because there was some hey, stuff. Yeah, how about that? News. Um, so, yeah, one of them, though, does have to do with that. Did you know that this week... Uh, the U.S. government is uh, pretending that an asteroid is on the way to Earth and it's yeah. running its asteroid uh, its asteroid protocol. Mm-hmm. I, I read a little bit about this. I was sort of assuming it was going to be more like we're going to put people in vaults underground and there's going to be a lottery. Uh, no, it was much more scientific than that. It was much more scientific yeah. doomsday prep. I think, though, that we talk, we've talked in this show before about like things that scare us, like earthquakes, sinkholes, like things like that. The asteroid is when we don't talk about. Asteroid would that'd be the end, right? I don't. Isn't that just? Isn't no, that the I scenario? Mean, it, it, no, I mean it depends on the size of the asteroid, where it hits. It depends on a lot of things. Um, I mean, yeah, it, all, it depends on the asteroid. Where would you, I feel like that's because there's no? I know you can't predict like an earthquake or a tsunami, but I guess you sort of understand the. I don't know something just coming out of space and like not knowing when or when it was coming or if it was ever coming. It's just very. Ominous. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not into it. I, <laughs> I hope it doesn't. Uh, it they uh, NASA did want to point out that this uh, this is just a a trial mm. and not a real thing, and it does not describe yeah. any real potential asteroid impacts. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's what they would tell you, though, right? If isn't that the case? Like, well, they, that one, that one that that exploded in uh, Russia in 2013. Which you can see the videos of on YouTube because that shit was crazy. Yeah. They didn't even know that was coming. They Ugh. don't know. They have no idea. They, they, they don't know. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so the pretend asteroid in this scenario is around 300 to 1,000 feet across and is theoretically spotted 35 million miles away, mm. uh, which means it would have a 1% chance of hitting the planet in 2027. That's the fake scenario. Mm. So we'd have to know... Is that the implication we'd have to know, like, eight years out if we were really going to do something about it? Uh, they don't know what they're going to do about it. Uh, it's not probably the Armageddon. Like, we're not sending asteroids. Definitely not. Definitely. Ten billion percent. I, I mean that as a joke, but, like, there's not a scenario where you have actual people out there on the asteroid. For no, any, like, no, even we can't, for, yeah. no, we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's asteroid. not a real thing. No. Okay. All right, good. The best you can do is try to deflect it off its path. With, yeah, 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 some sort of impact of some well, sort, Well, because you right? can't, like, nuke it because then it breaks apart and now you've just got lots and of asteroids. That's true. And it's true. Even though it would burn up in the solar system, not all of it, not the bigger pieces wouldn't, like the little tiny yeah. pieces might have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's really... It's tough. <laughs> it's really tough. You should watch the movie Deep Impact. Not Armageddon. Deep don't. Impact. Armageddon is trash. Deep Impact is actually kind of a good movie. I feel like I I have seen Deep Impact yeah, yeah. I, in a long time ago. And all I remember, and you tell me if I'm wrong, there's like a sequence where there's a guy on a moped trying to get away from the water that's coming, and he's going, yeah, up, yeah. yeah, yeah, trying to get up to the hills, trying to get up to the hills. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood. I wanted to say yeah, uh, yeah. what was his name, Topher Grace, but I know that wasn't his no, name. No, no, it was Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. What happened to him? Uh, he made a ton of money in the Lord of the Rings movies. Now he probably just Lord of the Rings. Us. That's right. That yeah. was his. Because I guess I always... He's around. I think in Terminator 2, is that... That's, he wasn't in that. Who's John Connor in Terminator 2? Edward Furlong? Edward Furlong. I guess yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I'm... Okay, all right, it makes yeah, no, sense. Yeah, no, Elijah Wood is... Uh, what happened to Edward Furlong? <laughs> nothing. He's just the worst. I think he's like, he might be dead. I don't know. 
Uh, Endgame. He actually might be dead. I don't know. I gotta look at that. Endgame for him. Hey, Endgame for us. We uh, we saw the movie. We did indeed. We saw Endgame. Uh, and as of right now, uh, it passed Titanic. It is now the second highest grossing film of all time. It's... In like two weeks' time. Yeah, it's in a significantly shorter amount of time than it took Avatar, which is now mm-hmm. the number, still the number one, but doesn't seem like that will be the case uh, for the foreseeable future. I guess I'll start with the easiest, easiest question here. Kev, did you like uh, Avengers Endgame? Yeah, it was great. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Did you? Oh Jesus! This is what Edward Furlong looks like now. Oh God! Is Google see if he's live? Uh, don't. Yeah, boy, looking tough. The years have been unkind to John Connor. Poor guy. Uh, yeah. Endgame. I I liked it. It was uh, did a good job. Did you? Okay, so I'll throw a couple of things. You were like yeah. pretty common talking points. Did you find the three hour time limit to be uh offensive? Or? Not really. No. I, I like how all of a sudden like the world is swung around. You know what I mean? It seems like. Mm-hmm. Six, seven years ago, every movie was three hours. Now people are like, three hours? How could I possibly watch a three-hour movie? It's, what do you mean? Uh, I did fine. I did think that I was going to have to make a decision at some point in time, like, where I was going to pee or not. Like, there was a real... I was like, I might have to get up and pee, but I actually never had to during the movie. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just that I was super engaged or, or just... Or you're not 70 and you can hold your bladder for longer than three hours? <laughs> Correct, and I'm not a 70 If you're peeing every three hours, go see your doctor. <laughs> uh... Did you, uh, I've noticed, I heard an interesting thing today, uh, there was a Spider-Man trailer for the new Spider-Man movie that came out. Sure. That said, this trailer spoils the results of Avengers Endgame. Because the movie is still theoretically new enough where people may not have seen the movie yet, but the trailer for the movie, the Spider-Man movie that's coming out has to show, whatever, the spoilers, right? Sure. Uh, it's interesting that's the world we're living in. Do you think it's okay now that we're... A week is it? Are we in the spoiler zone still? Where we can't talk about spoilers for this movie? I mean, like you're a jerk if you go out of your way to spoil it for somebody, I guess. But like by the same token, the notion that like everybody should guard their language for the you know the precious flowers that haven't made it to hmm. see the movie yet, I, I, I it's tough. I don't know what to tell you. Like they've got to put out their trailer, and if it spoils something, like it, it sucks to have something like you know spoil. But I think people are like nuts with spoilers now. People yeah. are insane with like spoiler free like. Oh, well, you spoiled for me that like Tony Stark eats a banana. I need to see it. Like, there's certain things where it's like, yeah, you know, like the scene where the guy picks up the thing in Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, and like that's I, I guess if you're like some big comment, but I've seen people talk about it, it's a spoiler that ruined the movie. That's like a two second thing. I don't yeah, it's not a you. huge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. These movies are weirdly. I wouldn't. Like, there are some things in this movie that I would have been annoyed if someone had told me right beforehand mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have gotten to the point where I beat him up like a guy in Hong Kong got beat up out in front of a theater for shouting out spoilers I heard one of the best things I heard was uh, pretty recently I think I might have said it the other day too but um, I read online about somebody at a bar who they called last call at 145 like the bartenders or whatever yeah, I yeah. love this they called last call and they said if you're not you know because you got it it's the worst trying to get people out of your bar at the end of the night and um, they're like, okay, you know, last call is at one forty-five. If you're still here at two, we're saying Endgame spoilers. Ooh, and it got it because like two o'clock hit, people weren't taking it seriously, and like, yeah, well, so and so this and that, and people just bolted out. I think that's amazing. Uh, so yeah, here's the quick numbers before we move on to something else. Uh, two point two billion dollars after its second weekend in theaters. It is one of five movies to ever reach that mark, and not accounting for inflation, is now the second biggest film of all time. Uh, bypassing Avatar, uh, Avatar. Uh, sorry, bypassing Titanic. Avatar is next. Yeah. Again, I'm 
I feel like I missed out on something. I didn't see Avatar. I had no interest in Avatar. Was Avatar? I didn't realize. That Have you Avatar... never seen Avatar? No, really, never seen it. Didn't want to see it. That's why wasn't super interested in it at the time. I think at the time well, you're it... probably being a hater. Maybe the time. What I was year? Being, I was what year was Avatar? Um, I'd have to look back now. It had to be like 2009 or 10. I'm gonna look it up right now. Avatar. They just made a whole land at Disney World, so now it, it seems be, suddenly relevant it had again. Had to be 2009 or 10. Um, or nine. Oh, it's not showing up as easily. 2009. 2009. Yeah. So 2009. That's 10 years ago. I'm thir- 23. Yeah. 23, I'm probably hating I'm hating that movie real hard at 23. Well, yeah, and I think that it was... Um, I think the thing with Avatar is like people were going, I didn't see it in the theaters, and then after I watched it on DVD, I wished I had gone to see it in the theaters. Can I do... I could be wrong here. Didn't Avatar get, like, not good reviews when it came out? Just kind of middling, like, yeah, it's fine kind well, of Well, a lot of... Well, a lot of people said, like, with the story and some of the stuff like that... People thought it was a little bit heavy-handed um, yeah. and being like an allegory for the Native Americans, but everybody was on the same page that visually it's it's unreal. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Even still, visually, like, right. it's stunning. The world that they build and everything uh, makes me wish I had seen it in the theaters. But who's doesn't the mean I'm going to go see the in that movie? So that's the thing. Some dude. Um, Some dude. I think his name's Sam, Sam Worthington. Worthington. He was in. That Transformers movie that bombed. That Transformers Salvation movie. Yeah, he was I also, if I'm not like. mistaken, he was the guy in the uh, Ted Kaczynski show on Netflix, yeah. uh-huh. like Manhunt or something. Huh. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I liked him in what I've seen him in. He was in like a crummy Yeah, but he was like a nobody. Well. Him, uh, your girl, Zoe Saldana, but she was like not <laughs> nah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, wow, Sigourney. And, and Giovanni Ribisi killing it. What happened to him? He's not around as much. He's never anymore. in. He's got. I think he's got a show on uh, like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or something like that. Sneaky Pete. Oh, Sneaky Pete! I've heard of that yeah, show. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that Disney just said that they're going to start when they do their streaming platform. It's going to be six ninety nine a month or something like that. Mm. Pretty smart. Get people hooked in with the low prices. Yeah, right you now. start bumping it up. Oh well, we're going to talk about. I'll save that actually because I actually have an interesting thing I read about YouTube this week. We'll save that for mm. the the next sequence. Uh, let's talk about the story that rocked Utica for all of 48 hours. Uh, that's right. The Utica, uh, it's right. Simpsons took Utica to task last oh, night. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, <laughs> I'm so like not ready to talk about this. Uh, first off, as a historian of the Simpsons, this guy who's watched the Simpsons. A historian. A Simpsons historian. A historian right. of the Simpsons. That's right. I had the, I had like the unofficial books when I was a kid, like before uh-huh. the internet, you'd buy from this thing. Yeah, yeah. Before the internet, kids, they had something called books. They had, they've been making fun of Utica and Upstate New York and the Simpsons since like season two. It's a, a common, yeah, yeah. it's a common trope of the show. So sure. If anyone was really surprised that they referenced Utica yet again, in their 30-year history, I mean, you're just not looking hard enough, right? Uh, but uh, people from uh, people from state New York were had varying degrees. Some people were pretty excited about just Utica being referenced. Some people, including a lot of politicians, were very angry about the way Utica was represented. Uh, I'm not going to go through every little thing about the song that they wrote about upstate New York or all the jokes. You, you saw it enough, I'm sure, and a lot of people saw it. Were you, Kevin, offended by no, the Simpsons? No, I mean offended. Not. I mean, I'm just, I'm yeah, phrasing no, the question no, for you. No, 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 no. Were you even, like, a little bit, like, that was harsh at all? Did any of that ever cross your mind at any point in time? I mean, they hit hard, but I think a lot of people are upset that they hit a little close to home on some stuff. 
Right. Um, it wasn't because like it wasn't specifically. Uh, you didn't really mention like a Utica thing super specifically. I mean, I think some of the stuff was a bit of a shot. I'll tell you, you know, you, honestly, you know what my least my least favorite thing they did on it was was the thing to somehow portray MVCC as a bad school. Yeah. And if you go to that, yeah. like that was the one yeah. thing where I was like, you know what, man, like that's all the rest of the stuff. You know, it's all in good fun. It didn't like offend me, but like the the MV thing was kind of like, you know, this is a this is a great option for a lot of people that's done wonderful things for a lot of people that I know, and like it's yeah. a. It's a good, you know, it's a good school for that kind of education. That's just as valid as, as anything else. I didn't think they needed to make it specifically about, like, that academic nature, but they only did it, you know, briefly. But that, Being, was, that was the only thing where I was kind of like, ah, come on. As another guy who, I have MB degree as well, though, and I think to mm-hmm. a certain extent, I think for a long time that, before I even went to MB, I thought about that way about MB. I think that's something that for a long time, people outside of people who went to MB did think that. Yeah, sure. I mean, and I don't think it's um, right, but, like, that's a... I think that's almost too easy of a joke. But right? if make fun you, of a community college. But if you, I mean, if you watch the whole episode, which that's another thing, like, you know, most people on the internet with an opinion didn't watch the episode. The rest of the episode, yeah. If you watch the whole episode, the whole point of the episode is that every place has got its problems. And yeah. And the grass is almost never greener on the other side. You know exactly. What I mean? Like, so, yeah, it, it was fine. Uh, and someone, and over the years there's been discussion about, like, who keeps referencing The Simpsons, or mm-hmm. Utica and The Simpsons. I have an answer for you. Uh, the gentleman is a writer and producer from... Uh, he grew up in U- uh, near Utica in Whitesboro and graduated from Oriskany Central School, which yeah. makes... Anyway, and he went to HCCC. So, makes you... Mm-hmm. His name is John Frank. And I thought that was interesting because the character, uh, Professor Frank, he's the scientist guy. He's named after this guy, John right. Frank. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. And he went on to say, like, he's like... He had a quote in the Syracuse paper this week that was like, look, upstate New York is like... The coolest place on earth. I, I love coming up here. I visit Cooper's. This is where my family's from. I love it. But it's like all in good fun. So from his perspective, I don't think he saw it as like I'm crapping on this place that I came from. I think he seems to like upstate New York and seems yeah, to be connected yeah. to it. So I don't – I wasn't offended even a little no. bit. Uh, I heard two interesting takes, though, about the one particular shot of the Utica downtown. Yeah, yeah. One, I heard, uh, was, I was like, I was actually impressed that they took. The I thought time. that was a very loving shot. Actually. I thought it was a pretty good shot. <laughs> like they put, a, they got a lot of stuff in there. You know what I mean? They really went yeah. out of their way to like know it. There's a lot of things in there. If you want to play devil's advocate, though, none of those things are in the right places, well, right? Because, I, yeah, because you, it's not, it's not devil's advocate. It's just that's a misunderstanding of like animation as a medium. Right. In order to get all the landmarks, you right. have to sort of fake where they are a little bit. John Frank, come on the podcast and also get a uh, Handshake City reference on mm. Simpsons going forward. That'd be nice. See if you can subliminally add it back into like the season 10 Simpsons, though, and people were still into it. Um, all right, so <laughs> you want to talk about the Kentucky Derby for a second? There were, uh, there yeah, was... I heard uh, the horses raced and there was controversy. Uh, Literally all I know about it. So funny story, I didn't even know the Kentucky Derby was on. And let's Neither start... did I, who cares? So let's, well, let me start with that really quickly, because our, our good friend Steve, who we referenced at the beginning of the podcast, who's in the green room. Your friend. Your friend. Uh, <laughs> he stopped over and said, hey, the Kentucky Derby's on. So I turned it on just as the race was starting. And I turned it on uh, KTV, right? And it goes to commercial. Yeah, I heard KTV drop the ball in their coverage like crazy. Well, what happened is... Which, surprise, surprise. Well, I I guess what happened is... (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Absolute amateur hour up there. I guess what happened is uh, they ran like a 90-second commercial instead of the 30-second commercial. Right. And I didn't notice it because I don't have... Like, we have that, like, bootleg cable where we have the coaxial cord off the back of the TV. So, as I'm watching... The chant, the commercial, cut back really abruptly to the race that's in progress. My first thought was, 
Uh, there's the stream being weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's, look at that stream. I didn't realize that it was, like, uh, I didn't think that it was something they screwed up. I just thought my our stream was goofy because we have, like, a weird connection, right? We run, like, the basic digital cable, basically, right? Mm-hmm. No, lo and behold, they had to go out and apologize about missing. And I guess if you're going to miss any part of the race, you'd rather miss the beginning than the end. But that beginning is also kind of a big part of it. Like the It's the race. It's, it's not that yeah. long. Like, you guys, I mean, just who's up there and what are they doing? I, I feel like, like it's day one. I, maybe it's if, probably like, a computer thing. That's my I only see, thought. Yeah, sure. Right. I like, could see if like college freshmen were yeah. running the station. <laughs> That's fair. And like it was their first semester. Hmm. You make a mistake like that. Uh, well, even in the national scene, they make big mistakes because at this particular race, they declared a winner. Did you read about this part? They yeah, de- I heard they declared a winner. They changed their mind. Changed their mind afterwards. Uh, is the longest, strangest minutes in the 154 history uh, history of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, first ever racing disqualification because the uh, maximum security, which was the name of the horse, mm-hmm. uh, veered into the path of the other horse, which I thought was totally fine. Yeah, right? we, I thought, aren't they just like jostling? Isn't that the whole point of like horse racing? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the rules of horse racing enough to understand why, but I thought that was odd that they got, um, they got, he got disqualified for it. That being said, my general connection to the Kentucky Derby is picking the horse that I thought had the funniest name. Mm. Uh, and this year, that winner goes to Improbable, which was my, the horse that I would have bet on <laughs> had I known, because that name is hilarious for a racehorse. Mm. Improbable. Uh, all right. I don't have any other... Uh, I have some other content, but let's let's hold off for now. I do have a read of the week that was pretty interesting, though. It's from the OD. Do you want me to share it with you guys? Sure. Uh, it was called Businesses in Flux as Utica Hospital Moves Forward. It's by Amy Nefroth. It was from May 5th, and it's actually just, she went around and interviewed a lot of the owners from all the different businesses who are in the footprint to sort of talk about what their sort of plans are going forward, what they think about everything. And it is pretty all over the map. Like, some people are like, yeah, it's fine. Some people are pretty angry about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're invested in this, I, I don't feel like we need to come cover this right all right now. But it's a good article in the OD, and I, I like to shout them out when I read a good one. So... Check it out. Pretty interesting article about all the different businesses down there. Uh, I have to say, my favorite person on here was the guy who owns Teasers too, who has a comment about that, which is just, yeah, it seems like the city doesn't really want places like this around anymore. And it's just like, I was like, yeah, yeah, man, you're probably you're probably not wrong. Is that place still open? Turns out it is. Oh. I didn't think that it was. Not that I would ever have gone in, even if it was open, because I'm not that kind of guy. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm an older man now. Uh, all right. So speaking of which, uh, I have two things that I have to sh- uh, hit before we get to this week's interview. Uh, one we'll talk about a little bit more um, in depth in just a minute. Uh, May 11th, Kids Day, Handshake City, our first major event mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, we've been down at the park. Shout out to all those Hamilton College uh, students who came down and did all that raking and helped us out with some volunteer work. Uh, great lads. Uh, we really appreciate all the help. Nice to have young able-bodied dudes to do work that I'm my back is now stopping me from doing, which is what I'm telling people. Every You're time not that old. Old enough where my back will hurt the next day, and these guys will not. They soft. were just chilling. I'm very soft. Definitely soft. Uh, so May 11th, Katie's going to come on in just a minute to talk about this. Maybe Justin. I don't know. We'll see. Probably just Katie. I think for your sake, we'll just bring Katie on. Uh, also, I just want to put it out here right now. Uh, during the course of the next section of recording, there's an important soccer game happening. Point is this, next Sunday, Sunday, May 12th, Liverpool could win the Premier League title. It would be one of the few sports things that would give me real, visceral, 
physical leaping around the living room joy, which is not something that generally happens when I'm watching sports. The odds are low, and now that I'm even talking about it, it's almost certainly not going to happen. Uh, Kev, would you be pleased if Liverpool won, or would you be more enti- uh, more excited to watch your pal uh, in depression on the floor if they lost? I mean, I don't want to deal with somebody being depressed on the floor. <laughs> so you're rooting for Liverpool then? Is yeah, what sure. I love it. May 12th, Premier League finale. Just be aware. Like, if Come out to Kids Day. Come hang with us on Kids Day. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Uh, May 11th is going to be really awesome. we got lots of stuff. Kate's going to talk about it in a minute. Come hang with us on that day. May 12th, Premier League finale. Don't come hang with me. Leave me alone. Don't at me on any of the internet. I'll be in a very fragile state. Uh, but for now, let's get to this week's interview uh, with Katie Riley. She'll be back in just a studio uh good i'm glad it happened because that ties into a question i was going to ask you uh you later which we'll get to in a minute but that's good to know that you're always working you never stop (laughs) is that i hope i hope that's good it's a good one no it's a good one uh so as we were talking earlier i appreciate you coming in uh we had a bit of a problem with our uh our interview this week i won't get into too much but it just had to get rescheduled I'm, I'm like Captain Marvel. I'm always here to save you the You are. It's true. <laughs> You're going to get that haircut now, too. That's right. That might be a spoiler. I don't know about I don't that. Know. Um, no, I, I. it turned out well, though, because it is... We are two weeks out for... Well, we're one week out from the first event at yeah. Maiden Utica's four, Handshake four, City of the Four days. Year. Four days. Well, yeah. that's true. And we're a week out from the next one. So there's yeah. a lot coming up. Yeah. I guess the timing was probably right to have you on anyway. So yeah. we are going to get through all the upcoming events, of course. We're talking with... Uh, the mother of dragons of Maiden Utica, Kate Riley. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't think of a good... That's amazing. Yeah. That is good. I didn't want to call you mother of dogs, even though there's like four <laughs> dogs there that you command, three dogs you can command throughout the house. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a good place to start, I guess. Sure. Uh, I was going to ask if there's anything dumb that Justin has forced you to watch recently. I know he throws a lot of like suggestions yeah. at us here at the podcasts. Uh, but Game of Thrones is probably the one that you've been sort of... It's really funny... Because I haven't seen any of the previous <laughs> thousands of hours worth of episodes. Of but, course. you know, um, he wanted to watch it. And so, in typical fashion, he's like, you know, sort of talking me through the whole first episode. Like, here's who this person is. Here's who this person is. That seems and, uh, tough, by the And way. then I'm just, honestly, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Just just let me watch it. And, you know, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> and so now I find myself weirdly invested in this series that I have no prior knowledge of. Yes. But, uh, I mean, it's a, it's entertaining. Do you like it? I feel like I've, so I've, I've talked about this before. I think that I've stayed away from it because everyone loves it so much. And I feel like I, I don't know. I'm not trying to yeah. be like a hater, certainly, 
But, like, I feel like, I was like, I'll get to it. It seems like I don't want to connect to it right now while everyone's doing their thing. I'll eventually get around to it. But I feel like I'm never that excited. I never had the desire to watch it previously. But watching it, I definitely feel part of the, like, you know, the the pop culture movement of, like, being involved in something that everyone else is involved in. And, like, getting the memes on Twitter, you know, scrolling through and being like, oh, I I know what that one is, you know. Yes. And uh, feeling, I guess... I mean, it's definitely a well-produced show. It's it is very like mm-hmm. entertaining to watch, and you know Justin has been filling me in on the storylines, and yeah, it's a yeah, very yeah. story-centric show. So um, I think I would never just pick it up and watch it, but you know I, I'm enjoying it as I as I watch it. I sort of I think I mentioned this to you. It's it's like what when I went to watch Endgame and hadn't seen mm-hmm. any of the other Marvel movies, but yet I found myself. Yeah. You know, in the theater with my nephew. and Kevin and I went on Sunday after it opened. Like the last show that we could get into on Sunday. And I think the reason I sort of wanted to go on Sunday and sort of force myself to go see it was I wanted to engage in the discussion about it. Yeah. I knew that every, like, website or blog was going to have some take about the movie or the characters. Or it was going to say, like, spoilers, don't read past this first paragraph. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of be involved in in everything. So I'm glad I watched it. It's funny. In 24 hours, I watched season two of Cobra Kai, not having watched season one, with, I don't know, have you finished it yet? I, uh, I've not started season two yet. So there's like a battle scene at the end, and then I watched the end game, yes. the end game battle, and then I watched the, you know, season three, or episode three of Games of Thrones, which was the epic battle. So like within 24 hours, I watched these three battle scenes without knowing really the backstory of the other, hmm. like, leading up to it, but... Let me ask you this question. It was entertaining. In hindsight, knowing what you know now, what are you more likely to go back and rewatch? Game of Thrones from the beginning or the earlier, like, Marvel Avenger style movies? Like, what's more intriguing to you if you wanted to learn more about it now? I would probably watch the movies because, for some reason, I always feel like movies are less of a commitment because I think you can watch the one-off picks of movies. Like, I have seen... Like uh, Iron Man, and I think I've sure. seen like one of the mm-hmm. early like Avenger, the first Avenger movie. Is your nephew into it? Yeah, yeah my nephew yeah, Connor yeah, yeah, yeah. is, and that's why I went. He called me and he's like, "Will you take me to the movies, Aunt yeah. Katie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, you know, I'll be the cool aunt and and go." And uh, we sat in the front <laughs> row, and oh. yeah, it was, oh, it was rough. But um, you were in the new theaters, though. At least, is yeah. it? Yeah. Did you uh? How quickly did it take? How long did it take for you to figure out you could make your seat go back with the automatic? He button? he filled me in. He knew. <laughs> yeah, so... He's sixteen, so he he is all up to date on the technology. You know, as a sixteen year old, probably go to the movies a lot. But um... see, I I would have thought you were going to say Game of Thrones, and the only reason I say it is because it's on HBO. It's accessible in yeah. a like a single. Like you have to kind of go hunting. It's just a lot of commitment, you know. Yes, and I that's the argument I've made against why I never went back to watch The Wire years yeah. later. It's like, I can't commit this much time. And then people tell me, like, well, yeah, but you watch... Like, I watched five hours yeah. of The Office the yeah. other day, but, you know. Yeah, I watched an hour of Our Planet on Netflix last <laughs> night, which made me feel really bad about what we're doing to yeah. the planet and all the animals. Uh, all right, let's get away from some content, because uh, I got one more thing I want to ask you, because sure. we were talking about this. You came in tonight after I finished my final uh, for my Utica College, and I'm getting toward the end. I just want to ask you, you're a Syracuse University grad. What was your degree in again? Political science, which not so relevant, but also policy studies. What was your final for that major? Do you remember what your final or your like capstone project was from your Syracuse University days? I'm so curious. Oh my god. 
was like a big thesis or something or no i don't i remember though in grad school so i went i did my master's at suny it right right. and um information design technology and Mm. that one was um i did this huge project called refugees starting over in utica Mm. and it was um a website a a social media movement which still exists yeah a um art show um a whole uh documentary that we did with with ryan miller and jeff storm and it was this whole um Mm. just sort of package of of documenting how refugees come here And, and that actually I give a lot of credit to how I got so involved in the community sure. and I met a ton of people through that and sort of led me into all the kind of all the work I'm, I'm doing now. So that was a great, that was a great thesis because it was more of a project and wasn't so much, I mean, I mean, certainly there was a fair amount of research involved, but it was, it was more of a hands-on thing, which really fit yeah. me and my style of, of work. Yeah, this, this final that I had to do today just for this class was a presentation final, which as I mentioned to you before, is like, this is like a, it's like a gift. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you want to write an essay or do you want to stand up in front of a room for 10 minutes and talk to everybody? I'm like, oh, give me that one. For you, yeah, that's for perfect. Me, yeah. Yeah. Please. With a little presentation in the background, a little PowerPoint, I got <laughs> you. I'm gold. Yeah. So it really wasn't, but I, I also noticed that in the room, everyone was very stressed out. And I always yeah, forget people that. hate presentations. I would probably be the person like towering in the back, you know. <laughs> people don't really, I guess, think that. But I, I hate talking in front of crowds. You know, I, I well, you just get wicked stage fright. That's probably the the dirty little secret of what working with Made in Utica is that it sort of forced you to like put yourself out there and be more upfront. I think you've done a really nice job. That's probably something you don't get enough credit for is like the amount of work you've done. To get better at like being in front of the camera and giving answers to the newspaper and talking to people. Well, when did you're you, yeah, you're forced to do it, so you know. Did you expect that when you came when you originally joined me? Oh no. No, you assumed it would just be Justin doing all this talking all the time. Yeah, but we know what happens when we let. <laughs> we know how that goes. But we've seen enough wolf pants on TV for a while, so. Oh, God, my, there's nothing on the planet that makes me laugh harder than wolf pants on television. It's my favorite. No, we've uh, had enough. <laughs> It's my second favorite, actually. My first favorite has been uh, Handshake City and the work we've been doing down yeah. there. Uh, I was there this weekend to observe the Hamilton College guys mm-hmm. who were doing all the young athletic stuff that my back won't let me do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you and Justin have been down there pretty much nonstop uh, before this weekend's Kids Day Correct. Uh, on no. May 11th. What's the hour? Are we doing 12 to 4? Uh, that one we're starting a little earlier, 10 to 2. 10 to 2. Which... Uh, you know, Heather actually suggested that because she Smart. says, you know, she's she's the mom of the group, and she's, she's like, mom. you know, when you're a parent, you wanna <laughs> you wanna get your kids out, do something yeah. fun, and then your your day, you know, move on with your day. So mm-hmm. we started that one. That's the only event this year that starts at 10 a.m. Yeah, because I feel like most of the time we do the the one the 12 to, 12 to four. 12 to four. Yeah. Um, so why did you guys want to start with Kids Day this year? Why do you feel like this was a good starting point? Well, it's kind of funny. Originally, I wanted to start it because I wanted to do something related to the the ride for missing children um because you know awesome. i'm also involved with that and um it's sort of the, the event kind of morphed from this original train of thought but um the ride is still going to be there and still be a part of it but i was like you know the ride is june 7th so we want to do something in may and you know we really wanted to do something that you know as a as the kickoff event would get a lot of good feedback you know good good community mm. vibes um, a lot of the feedback we got last year that people enjoyed was having somewhere for their kids to go, yeah. you know, having a place where their kids could be entertained and the parents could also be entertained. 
Um, and then it just sort of started rolling. So um, I had met with uh, what we call the, the party planning committee. We watch too much of The Office. But, <laughs> of course um, you do. <laughs> Jill and Heather and Nicole and um, was like, okay, so if, if we were going to do something that's related to kids, you know, what would it be? And it, it just sort of um, rolled into this thing that has become much bigger, honestly, mm. than I originally thought it was going to be. That's how everything works when we do it. Yeah. <laughs> What, um, do you feel, and and I'm sure you do, although I don't think you necessarily have to, do you feel extra pressure now this year, uh, considering that last year felt like a, like a success, even in a smaller sample size? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Justin will tell you the other day, I I was there yesterday and he came a little bit later than I did and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I was just like everything's so ugly why is everything so ugly like this should all look so much nicer you know and that was just me having a moment of like you know why is the grass so brown um, well it's because we haven't had any real sunlight in yeah weeks. and that that i mean that that's a rough area for grass growth anyway which, which we're working on but i definitely feel like we have a lot more attention um both just from expectations um reputation and mm. you know a lot of people unfortunately know us from you know the the back and forth with the city on whether or not we were going to be able to stay right. and so i really want to you know change the conversation from people being like oh you know i heard that there was some mm. some you know unsure attitudes and i want to right. change that to be like oh you guys are the people that had that really cool kids day thing right so um, you know it's sort of shifting what people think what a weird moment that was yeah, what a and it was, it was unfortunate, was. and I don't think anybody wanted it to, to get that way. And certainly it was a lot of miscommunication because, you know, it's, it, I mean, I'll say it, it, it was difficult to get in and meet with the city. And, you know, it's, it was, uh, you know, we were definitely under the impression that we were not getting renewed. But, you know, it's all you need sometimes is a Man. open dialogue. Have we heard any further information? Are we still sort of playing it by by year at the moment? Justin met with uh, Urban Renewal, and Mm. uh, we're good. So we're good to to last out our season. And they've even started talking about, you know, how things could change uh, moving forward. Interesting. um, So the current plan is that a developer will take the larger plot of land, which is by the P.J. Green The P.J. Green lot, yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of people parking in the past, which they're not supposed to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that is... currently slated for a developer um we would shift the containers a little bit closer to the warehouse um the the messy warehouse which we also are renting Mm -hmm. and then there would be a a parking lot area as well um which a lot of the local business owners want so that's still being entertained you know that's still being discussed and talked about so luckily we we have a really good relationship with the city um right now and everyone's been super helpful and they give us all the permits that we need and they kind of just you know, let us do our thing, which is nice. Uh, I just want to say, too, uh, just to get back to the May 11th event, I want to run down. There's a couple nice write-ups about this, but some of the stuff we'll be doing here uh, this week, and again, you can go to mainutica.com and check this out, handshake.city. Uh, the little uh, Ninja Kids Adventure course is back. Dr. Uh, Nick and Ashley. Dr. Nick. I love Dr. Nick. Yeah. I saw him. We saw him at a mutual birthday. I was so excited yeah. to see him. Oh, still, in the real world. Out in the real world. Not at the chiropractor. Yeah. Not when I'm there, like, hoping he, like... You know, and he's a great, he's a professional, he's a great doctor. Something about the chiropractor moment where they have to give you the adjustment, 
do you always feel like that's the end? You're like, they, I might die this time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like what's the say that isn't this time? He's yeah. a, he's a pro. I'm not. I would never say anything bad about Doctor Nick. I love it. It is a very weird, it's a weird feeling, feeling. Having it's your back just, completely cracked. <laughs> it's like when you get in a cab in New York City, and the guy is driving the cab all willy nilly. And he's going crazy, driving like 90 miles an hour. But you're in the back, you're like, well, he's a professional. Yeah, I gotta trust him. <laughs> it's like, should I? I guess. He has, yeah. His license is there. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Nick is much better than a taxi driver. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but they're great folks, and they did a really good job running that last year. Yeah. Um, puppet show folks look to be back. Uh, Utica Zoo Zoo Mobile. There's going to be a Humvee on display from the uh, National Guard Recruiting Center, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, you guys got, wow, there's a lot of stuff here you guys mm-hmm. got. Did you have to book everybody for this? Um, me and, and Jill and Nicole did, yeah. did majority of the work. Um, I, I, I know I did a, I did a lot of it, but they, <laughs> they give me the leads and it's just easy for me to follow up as sort of the, the kind of lead of everything. Uh, Jill actually though, she, um, facilitated two really cool things she got the the so the fire department's coming and they're bringing this huge blow-up smokehouse that like oh, okay big, yes. it's, it's apparently really big and right. um kids walk through it and learn about huh. fire safety and then i actually have a really cool announcement that nobody uticast is yeah. first yeah. on the list of announcements yeah. that nobody knows this I love it. outside of our group but we also have a helicopter landing yes. um, at it. about noon on Saturday. There mm-hmm. We got the clearance, and uh, the kids are going to be able to check out the helicopter. Yes. So I feel like that's a really cool... That's a big one. That's a big thing. I had heard vague rumors about that, but I was like, nah, I can't be real. Uh, yeah, it, and, and it's, uh, you know, you got to shout out uh, Mark Mano, who's our contact at, mm. at the fire department. And, yes, uh, he also ran across country with me. Shout out to <laughs> back in the day. Proctor. Proctor Rock School, that's right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's really cool, I think, that's happening. And uh, and then we have a lot of, you know, the, the vendors who are, who are coming back. Um, mm. And uh, I really um, want to... Especially shout out my sister, my two two actually two of my family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister in law Jessica works for Excellus, and they're one yes. of the big supporters this year, which is uh, really nice. I think it's that's kind of a win for me because that's like a, a more of a um, not legitimate but a, a big organization. So to get sponsorship yeah, that's money, my health insurance, right? Yeah, <laughs> to get sponsorship money from like a, a very large organization to jump through all the cycles and still get approved. So that was cool. And then my sister Jill. Um, Who's a yoga teacher in Bloom? Yes, brought in Bloom in this year, and she's doing um, this really cool aerial yoga class. You were setting that up before you came over, as yeah, we we're we're working on that. it. Yeah, to do the teen section too, with like the head and of tattoos and stuff. That's her like, idea because she's yeah. she's got a thirteen and a sixteen year old, my niece and nephew, and so she's a uh, she does a lot of work. She actually did a yoga mm-hmm. class for young scholars over yes. at the college, I believe, or uh, maybe it, it was at high school. I don't know. But it would make sense to be the college. We tend yeah. to not do stuff at the high school anymore, but but yeah. So she's trying to connect with you know kids that age and um, get them to chill out. You know. Teen's a good age for it, because I tried to get my niece into yoga, and she's a little bit too young. I was yeah. like trying to show her the poses, and she's just laughing at me. She's yeah. like, you look silly. I'm like, no, this is good for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about the next event as well. That's May yeah. 18th. This is the uh, the Maiden Utica birthday bash. Five years we've been uh, going strong with Maiden Utica. Does it seem like five years? No. It doesn't feel, feel like... I feel like time just flies, you know? I mean, our four-year anniversary is... Uh, a month and a half away, so I guess yeah. I shouldn't be here being like five years is crazy. And how but it, you that's about what well, when you came home was probably about four and a half, four years 
Yeah, uh, you guys so. are a year-ish into it. Yeah, so. I have just gotten back. Matter of fact, this is probably this yeah. is probably the four-year anniversary of me coming back yeah. to Utica from New York City. Don't regret it. It's been four years. I still don't regret it. Yeah. So uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. But at the same time, when you think back of, you know, the events that you know that our first ever real event was, um, well, we did something. We did this art show at. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, what's that? What street was it on? It was, uh, not that place, but it was that bar that was next to that place. Cocktails and Dreams? Yeah, whatever it was oh called God. before that, or after that. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was sort of before my time. That was, like, the first event. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the first Utica Day, which was really the, you know, we didn't really do events in the first year or two. Oh and, uh, you know, and then we started with the alleyway, doing stuff in Franklin Square, which, had a good run in Franklin Square. We did have a really nice run in Franklin Square. And it's a shame that, uh, you know, the Handshake City became the new landing yeah. spot because I really liked that location. Yeah. But I think that location, the problem with that location was always, I mean, parking was always a problem. Yeah. You, we were sort of limited by how many people we could bring to it and the walking distance, which yeah. is always a conversation about downtown Utica, which I'm sure you know just as well as I do. Uh, there is a really cool, though, thing that's um, kind of a throwback is, uh, do you remember the, the first passport party we did at Woodland and they named the beer for us? Yeah, Brutica? named Brutica. That's right. Well, uh, Keith is is doing a, a, a commemorative beer for nice. for the birthday party. So there's going to be a, a, I don't know exactly, I don't have the details, but they're going to be bringing a Handshake City brew to the oh, birthday bash. Yeah. You know, I went back and watched that video, which... Uh, that's something we should probably talk about as well. Someone, I would assume it's you, uploaded all of our past Maiden Utica videos onto <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Because you said you couldn't find them and you had a good point. It's true, because I've looked for them in the past and for whatever, as I wanted to show my kids at school the Jurassic Park video, I think is how this all started. Because I was yeah. like, this is probably my favorite video we ever made. Uh, and that's how that all started. But I went back and watched, that was actually a pretty good video we did back in the day too. That was when we were making a lot of video content. The Brutica Bunch. Yeah. The Brutica, yeah, it was a good video. Yeah. We've been, and it's not that we don't like making video content. That's something I guess we should also discuss. It's just that we all have a lot more stuff, I feel like, on our plate now. Yeah, like, it takes a lot of time. And it's yeah. mostly a lot of work for like, um, you TK know, like and... very limited number of people. It's like TK, Jill, and Justin. So... You know, yeah, it's, it's hard when a we're lot all of busy. a lot of editing for TK and Jill and Justin, and then a lot of folks like me and Mark and dressing you up in character, dressing up like <laughs> stuff, and just having to roll with a lot of punches. Uh, and Zach's been really good with that over the last few years. The one of these days we're gonna do it again. Yeah. I still have ideas. You know, what one was fun. The ET one was fun. Riding around, running around in uh, <laughs> the alley and. Doing the thing and bite and going up on the roof of the, the mayoral building. It's a very meta conversation to have. But I think if people know the Maiden Utica crew, like folks who know us, people who come to the events who know us all personally, you can watch all the Maiden Utica videos that we did and you can kind of tell who had the lead on them. <laughs> yeah. You can tell when it's a Justin project. You can tell when it's a TK project. You can tell when I've had more say in it than others. You can just tell. You can feel. They all feel kind of different. Uh, and, and the that, really weird ones are always Justin's. The, <laughs> Justin's are always really weird, but they're not as, like, TK's are always, like, emotional. Yeah. If you watch a TK one, it's going to be like, oh, this Pull, was pulls on the heart heavy. It's heavy stuff. All right, I'm going to get back to it because yeah. we've gotten far away. May 18th, uh, birthday bash. You guys are doing... I love this idea. You guys are doing the Utica Teen Sing-Off. Yeah. So, 
where'd this idea come from? I love it. Brilliant. Well, I um, I do a lot of work with Michelle and the Love It Amp crew. Yeah, they were just um, uh, she was just here three weeks ago. Yeah. Shout out to Michelle. So, um, this year I, I've been more involved, and we actually got to I actually got to help pick the bands, which is really cool. Um, by the way, the lineup launches this Thursday night nice. at Ho- um at Delta Hotel, but we were trying to come up with some creative ways to integrate um kids into the mm-hmm. intermission so the way love it works is there's an, a local opener then yeah. there's an intermission and then there's the the headliner and you know the intermission gets to sing two or three songs i think it is so um we just decided it would be a, and she really wanted to collaborate with handshake city so yeah. you know she really wanted to try to connect the two so we're going to do this teen singing contest nice. where um we give local teams a chance to sing a song and we'll um have some judges That's that really picks cool. the best and then the teen, the winning teen, will get to perform at one of the Love It nights, and I also um, threw in that they can perform at the downtown get down. Nice, so, good opportunity nice. to get the word out there if you're young and like to sing and do we have, have a date voice. For, do we have a date for get down? Uh, I believe it's September seventh. Oh, so we're far, and yeah. then we have Barks and Brew on June 9th. so that's coming. Uh, I want to go back to the 18th for one second. I want to talk about the cornhole tournament, which I think is an important. No, I've heard a lot of people getting very excited about this cornhole people, tournament. People, I guess people love cornhole. I'm not very I'm, good at it. I'm not very good at it either. I was just going to ask you. I feel yeah. like we have those really nice boards. People really like yeah. to play. I never have once yeah. played on the boards. It was one of the things that like when we first were getting ready to launch last year, and we were like, okay, what do you want to see? What, what you know, had open mm-hmm. feedback from people, and a lot of people said, said that. And uh, so we kind of rolled with it, and... Um, the nice thing is that since I know nothing about cornhole or really any sort of tournament in general, <laughs> yeah. we have um, Empire Cornhole coming up to actually run it. They're bringing nice. professional boards and they're oh, going to yeah, run and stuff probably, right? Wow. Yeah, so he's a, huh. he's a nice guy and he's um, coming up to, to help actually run it. So it's actually nice. going to be a legitimate thing. Um, and the cool thing, too, is we have two divisions, a competitive one, if anyone out there. I know there's a lot of people that are yeah, yeah. very serious about very their serious. cornhole. And then there's going to be a social one for people who just really want to play and, and have fun. So uh, Next year, or next time we ever get a chance for a sporting event, if we want to do a more Italian Day-themed one, Bocce. Bocce? New York, and I'll say that. Bocce people. I know that. Also, shout out to Uncle Charlie and the Meatballs, who will be providing, yeah. live, providing live music during that period as They had well. like a tough, rainy day when they played last year, yeah. so I was happy to bring them back, and they're fun. Uh, can we talk about Ride of Missing Children for uh, real quickly? Yeah. I know you've been... What year is this for you now doing this? Uh, this is my third year. Hmm. Are you... I've uh, only been on the bike once. Only been on the bike once? I mean, I've been doing spin consistently a couple times a week. Do you for... like the spin? Yeah, I do like it because uh, it's a really good workout and it's only 45 minutes. So you can still do it and still and then still yeah. move on with your day. Whereas like... that year? Uh, I go to Studio 55, which is on Commercial Drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All the car dealerships. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, huh. whereas, you know, on your bike, if you go on your bike, I do 10 miles, that's an hour, you know, so yeah. you do 20 miles, that's two hours. And obviously being on the bike outside is, is way better, but, sure. um, you know, with all the rain Still and about, the like, weather. It's... Like the mechanics of it though. It's, I mean, like it's nice yeah. to, yeah, it's, I've been thinking about that with running recently because I don't have contacts, my contact, oh, yeah. contacts. So it's like a real... Yeah. Drag for me to go out into the world without my contacts and run because I really, I'm desperately yeah blind, so i was talking to one of my co-workers today because new york sash is the major sponsor for the ride and uh he was asking me if i'm ready and i'm like well no i was like but 
you know what? What's the worst that's going to happen? I'll get on the bike. I mean, you go, you, you go and you do it, right? As long as it's not like it was last year, which was uh, unbearably humid and hot. It was one of those 100 oh, yeah. degree days. You, I think we came out from JFK when I was yeah. working there last year to try and see you, but uh, it's hard to tell because you guys all wear the same color stuff. Yeah. So it's hard to tell who's who. I'm just yeah. like, I think one of those is my friend. Just wave, kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a couple quick outro things for you before sure. I let you go. I know, it's, I know you still would like to go home and see your dogs and, and yeah. your house. Uh, one, I just want to give you some credit for years, or at least the last couple of years I've noticed it. You've been on Twitter promoting the artist Lizzo. And over the oh, last, my like, girl! And over the last, like, three weeks, I feel like I've read, like, seven articles I about Lizzo. her. Lizzo. I've been... She's blowing up. I've been such a big fan of her since she had, like, three <laughs> songs out. And, uh, you know, I kick myself all the time because I had an opportunity to go see her. Mm like two years ago, and she was opening for another band I like. She was, so she was the opener, and it just wasn't convenient. It was one of those, like, I would have yeah, had to yeah, take yeah. a day off from work and drive to the city and find a place to stay, and I ultimately just sold my tickets. And now I'm like, God, she's, like, headlining, like, Terminal 5 or whatever. Mm. And like, mm. But, yeah, I love her. Her new well, album is Fire. Album of the Summer. Well, there you go. Yeah. The, Kate, the, the Kate Riley seal of approval. I just thought it was hilarious that, like, you've been tweeting about this randomly. And I'm like, I looked it up. I was like, oh, who's this Lizzo person? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, yeah. seven articles. And yeah, like, she, like, retweeted me a couple times in yeah. the early years, you know. And she's really, I love artists that, like, really interact with their fans. Like, you can tell they run their own Twitter accounts, you know. Well, you've gotten pretty good at Twitter anyway as well. You've got a nice job. <laughs> yeah, when uh, I'm not being uh, posted my yes, screenshots you're not of. Being, but... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> We, I wish that we, we don't, we, we do not have to get into that, but uh, that was, that was one of the wilder things I'd seen in a long time. I couldn't believe it's, it. Okay, everyone, you, you know, you gotta. That's the problem with people knowing who you are. You gotta be careful. Yes. You know, you can't be as sarcastic or funny. You know, I just think I'm funny, so I tweet what comes to my head, and uh, this is you know, you gotta just be careful what you say. This is why all my tweets. This are is my... so mysterious. People listening, to this are no, we've we've actually we discussed this. <laughs> In an earlier yeah, podcast, yeah. like the actual incident, because uh, I think that even by posting what you said, uh, they basically proved you right. <laughs> like they proved you, they validated your point by putting yeah. you on there. Uh, I'll leave it at that. And also, I have to apologize to you uh, because somehow I feel like it's my fault that you're watching the new reality TV show Ms. and Mrs. Oh, because, I love it. Because somehow I got. Justin and Kevin back into watching wrestling all the time, and then that brings the Miz and Mrs. TV show around. You actually really like it, though. I'm, pl- I'm glad like, you like it. You know, it's like entertaining reality <laughs> TV. And, you know, I was telling this to, to some Justin or one of you guys, and, uh, you know, I'm occasionally around for, for the wrestling stuff, and I always come over for the pay per views. And is that what, are they still called pay per views? I mean, we've ne- the... we know what they haven't found a better name to call it yeah. yet, even though no one pays for them yeah. in the same way anymore. Um, but it really is more entertaining when you kind of know the characters. It's just like yeah. Game of Thrones or Endgame. When, you, when sure. you're familiar with the people yeah. in it, it, it makes watching it that much more, you know, relevant. And, you know, going... I went to my first wrestling show. And so, yeah, now I'm like, you know, I, he's... I Actually, I think I was with my nephew, Mikey, and uh, I was babysitting him. And we were flipping through. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you ever, you ever see this, Ian Katie? And uh, I was like... I found myself watching the whole season. So, uh, I mean, I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's pretty good. I think he's naturally charismatic. Yeah. She's good. I like the mom. It's, yeah, it's the solid. mom is like, they definitely got the characters right. It's no Temptation Island, but it's pretty good. A <laughs> uh, couple quick lightning round questions before we head out. Just a quick reminder, folks. May 11th, 
uh, is our first event. That's Kids Day at Handshake City. Go to handshake.city for more information. May 18th is our birthday bash. June 9th is Barks and Brews. Mm -hmm. September, downtown get down. So much stuff. Anything else I missed in there? There's a lot in between, but check out the website or the Facebook. I'm sure we'll be talking about them. Uh, Kate Riley, are you ready for a couple of lightning round questions so you can go home? Sure. Uh, Kate, give me one book, album, movie, or show you're currently reading, listening to, or watching. I know we talked about Game of Thrones already, but... Um, I'm currently reading A Man Called Ove by... Mm. I think his name is Frederick Bachman, and mm. uh, it's it's a very quirky read. And I've read something else by him, mm. and um, it's it's I feel like you would actually like it. It's about this uh, crotchety old man. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> whose wife passes away, and he I, I'm not all the way through the book yet, so yeah. there's no real spoilers. But you know, he intends to kill himself because his mm. wife passed, and she was the only one who got him, and then mm. now he's. A new 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 neighbors move in. He finds himself interacting and engaging, and you can I can sort of tell I'm gonna need the, the tissues and then the part yeah. strings, you know. I see. It's got sort of an up vibe. Yeah, but it's um, yeah. it's a good, it's a good read for like you know uh, when you just need to take your mind off something, and I'm I don't want to read my emails before bed, you know. <laughs> that's, no, that's fair. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, if you had to find another line of work with the skills that you have, what do you think you'd like to do? Well. I'd like to do nothing. That's a great point. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that really the reality of it? No. Um, I think I would like to... I don't know. I don't think I see myself ever doing anything other than marketing. Yeah. You know, I, I'd like to um, to do the Handshake City stuff full-time. Yeah. If, if I could. Sure. You know, I think that would be the dream if it was a, a, it was a paying like, gig. I think you know, we'd all say that, too. Um, mm-hmm. As to do the community oriented mm. stuff if I ever won the lotto but I, I do have to say that I, I genuinely um, I love my job at mm. New York Sash it's a very good job and it's also very community engaging yeah. and they support everything you do and you know allow me to do the main Yuga stuff in mm. the Handshake City stuff so. that's true for if one if nothing else my job has been pretty uh, I think they like the fact that I do this community service yeah. thing. There's community outreach, mm-hmm. grassroots organization, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, people, they, they appreciate it. I think people like to know that you have something else going on in your yeah. life outside of this. Uh, who would play you in the movie of your life, Kate Riley? Oh, man. You already who called yourself Captain Marvel. I'm tempted to say Brie Larson. play me. <laughs> um, it's really funny because... She's so short, but I really like Anna Kendrick a lot. I think she's got a really funny, like, kind of, she kind of has a sarcasm that I always try to go for, and, like, you know, I, I like her a lot. So, no, she's great. if she grew a couple of feet, I actually saw her in real life couple once, of feet. and, uh, no, you're not literally. Like a, you're not eight feet no, tall. but she's like four foot. <laughs> Maybe a foot. Maybe she's got to grow a foot, yeah. but, um, she's, uh, I saw her once at, um, LAX. The, yeah. when I went to California last year and I was like totally starstruck yeah. like trying to get Snapchat over like across the the terminal but she probably would have been chill if you were like I take a picture with you yeah I don't know you never know I can't you never know. know I can't bring myself to do that Stephen King was not chill with me when I met him uh, <laughs> I remember that story what's your favorite fast food menu item of all time um I mean I guess I would say Taco Bell is my go-to, and I like mm. the, um, oh, man, Chalupa. I Chalupa, like Chalupas. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I think it must be a generational thing. Yeah. Most people I talk to from like, our like high school, like in five, 
yeah. years either way or the other from us. Taco Bell seems to be the answer. I don't know what it is I, about it. I do want to say that if I wasn't semi-lactose intolerant, I really love Frosties from Wendy's yes. with their French fries. And you dip your French fry in your Frosty. Um, but, you know, 33-year-old Kate's stomach doesn't necessarily handle that, the Frosty so well anymore. Yeah, I think I'm getting with you on that yeah. one, too, to be honest. Uh, what's a movie... This is something we don't do anymore because we're older now and we stream yeah. things. But when you were a kid, you might have done this. What's a movie you always would stop and watch if you were flipping channels? Um, so I actually have a, a couple that come to mind. But um, the... Uh, Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just it's something one. about like it's so long too, but I feel like you can it's like insanely long. Jump in it at any time. And uh well I can't think of the other one off the top of my head, but I think um for some reason Gladiator is always on like USA or one of those random like um you definitely... TV stations. And then I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. They're on the holidays. Yeah. I'll if I flip through on, you know, Alpha's on, I'm always going to watch it. I've talked about this a lot with Devin Mahoney and Brianna when they come on about, like, movies. When we were kids growing up, like, TNT, TBS, those channels would air the same movie yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A Weekend of Gladiator. Oh, Independence Day. That's Independence the one I was going to say. Yes, yes. That's the one I was going to say. Did you watch the sequel? No, I didn't. I did not either. No. I had no idea. I had no interest in it, weirdly. Hey, did you see the Men in Black 2, or Men in Black reboot yeah. before the um, Avengers? Can I say this? I want to like it. I know. I like her. I love Tessa Thompson. I love Chris Hemsworth. I like Liam Neeson. I like the idea of it, but nothing in that trailer was made me. Right? I didn't. I didn't laugh. I didn't. Yeah. It was just like, yep, it, this is Men in Black, all right, with new people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, to be. To be determined. To right? be determined. Yeah. I was more interested in the Fast and the Furious spinoff with Jason Statham in The Rock. <laughs> Have you seen that trailer yet? No. Oh my God! I'll show you that one after we're done. Uh, and Kate, last but not least, um, between all the things you're doing, between New York Sash, between uh, Ride for Missing Children, between getting ready for uh, Handshake City stuff, between Downtown Get Down, Made in Utica, between dealing with Justin and the animals, <laughs> do you ever find time for yourself anymore? And how do you find time for yourself if that's the case? Yeah, I think it's really important. I mean, there's certainly weeks where I don't. Like, this week is going to be yeah. tough because the park is opening, but... Um, I do think it's really important to just, you know, it's actually funny. On Friday, Justin was on a, out of town with a family thing. And, you know, I was going to go message someone. I was going to catch up with, like, Heather, Nicole, and Jill. And um, instead, I just, like, went to Walmart. And I yeah. came home and I watched a bunch of New Girl. I've been watching a lot of New Girl lately. A classic. And uh, I was like, you know, I didn't really do anything, but... I was home alone and it was just, it was just nice, you yeah. know? And I do think that you'll lose it or I'll lose, I would lose it yeah. if I didn't, you know? And, uh, I think that's why I do like the ride to not the media, like not my volunteer stuff with like, but actually like going to spin class or, or riding my bike, like, mm. because it's still something you're doing for yourself. That's like a positive, you're you know, bettering yourself, but you're also just spending time working on you and, mm. you know, being That's able good. to just think. I do tend to think, honestly, like as you get older, it becomes really hard to find that extra time. So you okay. have to sort of uh, take those little moments as they come and sort of just be aware of the little pockets in your yeah. day when you can do something for yourself. Well, I, I think, think for you, know. too, like 
that you have a pretty welcoming open home, so people always find themselves here. Yes, so it's I, very I do imagine that it's very diplomatic. You know, you have to sort of take take time for yourself. And I mean, um, granted, you can still do things for yourself when people are around, but no, there's also you, something to be said for just alone time. I've gone. I think that's a child of divorce thing, though. Too yeah. like I, I want when people are here, all I want is for them to leave. When there's nobody here, I go. Geez, I wish there was somebody here for yeah. me to talk to. And yeah. I think that that is just, that's my own fault. That's years of me cultivating that behavior. Yeah. But you're right. Like, there are certain times when it's just like, nah, I gotta, yeah. I'm gonna go to do my thing. I gotta, yeah. and that's actually like, when I get home from work, sometimes I'll get that middle period of the day where I can do yoga and sit with Charlie the cat for 10 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, read the news or whatever. And if I can enjoy those 10 minutes, I'll know that those 10 minutes are like the high point of the day. And that's yep. Hey, Riley, who's better than you? Uh, May 11th, Kids Day. Go to madeinutica.com, handshake.city for all the information about upcoming events. I appreciate you coming in. Go home, enjoy your pet, enjoy your uh, enjoy your animals, get them relaxed, yeah. get the paint washed off your hands. we got a big weekend yeah. coming up. Debut a new uh, artistic endeavor. I know, it looks great. girls tonight. So. It looks good. Are you going to put that on Instagram? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you then on that. <laughs> Thanks again, Kate. You're the best. Good Who's better than Kate Riley? All right. Uh, we continue to fight through the sickness. You know what I could really go for? I know you're saying your stomach was a little bit off because of the sickness. I could kind of go for a pizza. I've been thinking about that for the last couple days. I got pizza a couple days ago. I thought it would scratch the itch. I'm in the zone for a pizza. Pizza zone. I don't know why. I'm just, I got the zone for it. I don't mm-hmm. know. That pasta I made earlier did not satisfy me in the way that I had hoped it would. No. I don't like jarred sauces. No. No. Uh, all right. Are you, uh, what do you want to do? You want to start with some history lessons or do you want to do, get them uh, out of the way. you want to get them out of the way? History lessons, get them out of the way. I love it. Uh, on this day, 1937, the Hindenburg disaster occurred on May 6th, uh, at the Manchester Township in New Jersey, United States. German passenger airship caught fire and was destroyed during its attempt to dock on its mooring mast at Naval Air Station, Lakehurst. Uh, there were 97 people on board, and there were 36 fatalities. Uh, disaster was subject of newsreel coverage, photographs, and a recorded eyewitness news report uh, that was broadcast the next day. The event shattered public confidence in giant passenger-carrying rigid airships and marked the abrupt end of the airship era. I, even without the Hindenburg, I don't know what the like the lifespan on the like the airship blimp would have been. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that, like, steampunk fans would love that like, if we all just had airships in, like, in, like, cogs everywhere. I don't, I don't feel like even without this that the airship era was lasting too much longer. It seems there's no benefit, no. right? What's the benefit of going in a balloon as opposed no. to an airplane? Um, at the time of the disaster, sabotage was commonly put forth as the cause of the fire, uh, However, uh, as more information was learned about the disaster, uh, particularly if the airship had burned rather than actually exploded, quote-unquote, uh, it's become more and more uh, common that static discharge was the cause. 
Um, in contrast to the media coverage in the United States, media coverage in Germany was much more subdued. Newsreel footage was not released until after World War II. Additionally, German victims memorialized in similar manner to fallen World War II heroes. They're mm. very invested in the airship business. Mm. Uh, I don't really have any hot jokes or comments off of that. I just remember seeing this picture a lot as a kid. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've ever actually seen the video. I, mean, I probably have. You probably have. Is it? Is it? Have you seen it? Yeah. Is it horrifying? No. No. It's pretty. No. I can understand why it was probably horrifying back then. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Now it just now it, it's nothing. Right. We're going to come back to the Hindenburg in just a minute, though, for something else, okay? On this day, 1994, the English Channel Tunnel opened in a ceremony presided over by England's Queen Elizabeth II and French President uh, Marcel Mitran. I probably said that wrong. A rail tunnel under the English Channel was officially opening, connecting Britain and European mainland for the first time since the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the, tr- the tunnel is uh, called colloquially? The channel? The channel. That's yeah. right. From Dover to Calais. Yes. As the world's largest undersea tunnel, the channel uh, runs underwater for 23 miles in an average depth of 150 feet. Uh, each day, about 30,000 people, 6,000 cars, and 3,500 trucks. You could have just said 9,500 cars. I would have understood the same point. Uh, journeys through the channel on passenger, shuttle, or freight trains. 15,000 people were employed at the peak of its construction, and 10 people died. During its construction, uh, it cost nearly twice its original estimate, was completed a year behind schedule, and yet still, in 1996, it was identified as one of the seven wonders of the modern world by the American Society of Civil Engineers. Mm. Uh, however, where was the first time you ever heard the word channel? Um, in a book of puzzles that I had when I was a very young kid that was like a maze puzzle you had to solve... It was about the channel, and you had to go from Dover to Calais. I was probably like five or six. Really? Yeah. That's very Irish of you. What do you mean? I just have it's a, Irish. It's just interesting to have like this European like. What about uh, the Irish? My first experience with the channel uh, was the film mentioned in the classic Seinfeld episode, The Pool Guy. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, yeah. From what little is heard of the movie's uh, content. The plot to in- appear to involve an explosion in the channel, t- uh, in the channel, and causing it, uh, causing an evacuation. Larry David can be heard shouting the line, "Everybody out of the channel!" <laughs> according to DVD commentary. Uh, the tagline for that film was "Channel, thirty-two miles of hell." Weirdly, this is the angle that I went with the rest of this history lesson, and I came up with a couple. D- these are some of the other fake Seinfeld movies that were on the Seinfeld TV series. You'll see if you remember any of these. Do you remember Rochelle Rochelle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Young Girl's Strange Erotic Journey from Milan to Minsk. What about Prognosis Negative? Yep. <laughs> How about Sack Lunch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sack. How about Blimp, The Hindenburg Story? Do you remember that one? Because that's no. another one. That's the one where George would go into theaters and yell out, That's gotta hurt! Because it got a laugh once in one theater, so he went to like all the different theaters. I do remember that. Uh, how about Checkmate? Do you remember Checkmate? No. How about Agent Zero? Yes. Brown Eyed Girl? Yes. Firestorm? Yes. And then, of course, this one. Uh, There's no place higher than Mountain High, <laughs> which was the movie that Kramer pretended to be the movie phone guy for. Mm. Do you remember that? That's a classic one. I like I like any time a, a television show or a movie or a universe goes out of its way to expand itself in a weird way like that, where they just yeah. come up with all sorts of these dumb fake movies. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay on that topic, sort of, and go to 2004. It's the uh, season finale 
series finale of Friends. Mm -hmm. uh, the last one, also known as the one where they said goodbye, is the series finale of the television sitcom Friends. It was both the 17th and 18th episode of season 10. It is classified as two separate episodes. Uh, it first aired on NBC in the United States in 2004. It was watched by 52.5 million people, making it the most watched entertainment telecast in six years, the fourth most watched overall series finale in history, and the most watched episode of any television series throughout the 2000s. Um, also seems like probably, I don't think you'll see like TV shows and get those kind of numbers ever again just by the nature of television now. What about the people watching the Game of Thrones? How many people are watching that? That's an interesting question. That might be... That's not a... I guess it's not an NBC. It's not a basic cable television oh, no. show. I wonder if HBO's number of viewers... I don't know. I, I'd have to know. I guess that's a good question. That's a good question, though. Because that's probably the, the biggest television show right now, I would say. Um, the series... Uh, well, really quickly. Uh, Ross confesses love for Rachel, and they decide to uh, resume their relationship... I was always kind of mad that they didn't just run with the Rachel Joey storyline. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. Yeah, you're a fool. I'm a crazy person. Monica Geller and Chandler Bing adopt twins and move to the suburbs. Uh, the episode's final scene shows the group leaving their apartments for the final time and going to Central Perk for one last cup of coffee, where that that table was always open. It was never, no one ever sat in there. Wait, didn't somebody sit in the end of it? Isn't that how it ends? No, a lot of, no. I feel like there's one where, like, there... There were a bunch of times it happened throughout the show. Uh... So these are the... You already know the... What's the, the most watched series finale of all time? I'm sure you know this one. Uh, I don't know. Like, Cheers? MASH? MASH. Like MASH, that. yeah. MASH is historically the one. That was in 1983. That was 77% share. Again, I know there's only so many channels. That's still really impressive. Like, 77% of the viewing audience is watching this at any given time. Sure. Um, Friends is the most recent on here, though. Everything else before Friends is in the 90s. Even, mm -hmm. you know, Seinfeld in 98... Um, 2004, yeah, I feel like Game of Thrones, I'd be shocked if Game of Thrones is pulling in 76 million views. Do you know what I mean? Like a week? I, I don't know. I have no idea. That seems like a lot. I have no idea what goes on. Uh, all right. I mean, uh, the rest of these history lessons are kind of bogus. You want to you wanna skip through them? Uh, on this day, 2013, Walmart becomes the largest company by revenue. Uh, it is the sixth... This is in 2018. It became the sixth year in a row they've done it. It's the 14th time total since the Fortune 500 list. I mean, good for Walmart. Mm -hmm. I hate Walmart. I kind of like. I, I, it's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough it's go. Tough. I don't like to be in there. They don't really have anything, kind of. It, yeah, it's a really weird way to say that they do have everything, but they kind of don't have anything. Have anything? Yeah, that I. Like. Yeah. yeah. There's no nuance, right? It's like if you want to go get. Gatorade, you can go get Gatorade, but just the four flavors of Gatorade that are the most basic kinds. Like I feel like that's stuff like that, right? Weird stuff. They don't have like everything I'm looking for. It's always like a I'm always trading off somewhere on something else. How so? Because I'm always like their deals are the reason you go to Walmart, right? Like, the reason I go to Walmart. That's why I'd go to Walmart. The reason I would go is because you can stuff. get a lot of stuff that you need in the same place. Yeah, but I don't like the I don't like the variety of stuff they have sometimes. Well, that, I mean? that's like, the trade-off. Yeah, that's yeah. the trade-off. But I don't know. 1992, George Bush awarded uh, Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, he's famous for driving a Ford F one hundred and fifty, a nineteen seventy custom pickup, until the day he died, saying, 
Why do I drive a truck? How am I supposed to haul my dogs around in a Rolls Royce? Well, yeah, you can put your dogs in a Rolls Royce if you had enough money. I mean, just saying. Shouldn't stop you from putting your dogs in a Rolls Royce. Uh, all right, and then 2017, uh, uh, France bans uh, fashion models who are too thin and begins labeling digitally enhanced photos of people. So, yeah, good. Unnatural. I dig it. That's it. All right, history lessons. Uh, okay. So I have a couple other quick news and note stuff we'll run into. Uh, this is one that kind of got the round. Did you see that Woodstock 50 got canceled? Yeah, then it got uncanceled. Is it? So it's back now. I heard they, it was tentative. They don't know. They That's don't, a bad sign. Nobody knows. It's a bad sign. Nobody knows. Uh, shout out to Tweet of the Week, though, from uh, listener Pete Forgets, who said you have to stop saying uh, Woodstock lives at the end of the show now. He said you can finally stop saying that. Well, unfortunately... Yeah. Unfortunately, it means a different thing, but I good joke. I got you. I got you, brother. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Does it make you any... Did you want to go to Woodstock 50 in the first place? Uh, I mean, no. We, you know, I, I enjoyed... There, a lot of people... I've heard a lot of hot takes about Woodstock. A lot of people are upset with the lineup. Like, There's a lot of like jam band idiots that I know. Sure. They're like, oh, it's not the real Woodstock, man. Jim Morrison and Janis Joplin would never let rappers there, man. And all sure. that shit. That's, That's stupid. That's a it's bad a take. take. Um, I've heard like the, it's too much. Like three days out there. There was a lot of stuff in the lineup that I'd be interested to see. But like I don't think I was going to go. It seems too much. It seems too expensive. I don't really like Watkins Glen all that much. Uh... Is the era of the big giant uh, music festival kind of on the way out? Are we have we have we passed the peak of that like arc where it was like people were getting really gassed for Coachella and Lollapalooza and Bonnaroo every year? They become too. It became like there's too many festivals now. It's too much stuff. Governor's Ball. There's Pitchfork Music Festival. There's whatever the Sasquatch, Firefly, whatever. There's a thousand. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, probably past peak interest, but then again, I wouldn't know because we're also just older too. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the excitement level is amongst, yeah. like, 24-year-olds. You know what I mean? I have no that's idea. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess have no that's idea. true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people are still going. I couldn't be less... I couldn't care less about the Switchstock 50. And I know that feels weird to say. I just... I could not care no, less. No, there was... You know what the problem is for me? If I'm going to go to a festival like that, there's got to be a headliner yeah. who really yeah. pulls me. Because even though there's a ton of artists on there that I would love to see, I know they're, like, side stage people, early in the afternoon people... There has to be, like, a real headliner that pulls me in and makes me go. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, so, we were talking about this. Uh, this, is a, this is a great article title. Millennials tried to kill the American mall, but Generation Z might save it. Apparently, 95% of Gen Z, uh, people who consider themselves Gen Z, which I guess is what, people younger than millennials, have visited a shopping center in the last three months. As opposed to just 75% from Millennials and 58% from Gen X. Apparently they like hanging out at the malls. Uh, are you surprised? Are they hanging out or have they just visited? Uh, it says visited. I don't know what the... Yeah, I, like yeah. went to the store doesn't mean I like hanging out at the store. I mean, I I guess my question would be like, could you see a scenario where going to the mall is a popular thing for kids to do again just because? We used to do it just because. They're putting different stuff in malls. Well, and that's sort of what I was... I'm kind of glad you said that because I guess like... Does a mall now even look the same? Like, if a kid goes to the Destiny Mall in Syracuse, it barely looks like a mall. It's like an entertainment, like, setting almost. So, well, like... It's, it's even... I mean, it's, it's getting the same thing, you know, at Sangertown. They're putting in that, like, I think bowling or something like that. I saw the sign for. and uh, Yeah, so it's, it's different. If you're offering different experiences instead of just stores, hmm. I think that's the future of a place like a mall. 
Uh, there's also a lot of conversation about stores that are sort of leaning into it, like these Forever 21 stores that sort of like make their stores look like Instagrammable, right? Like you make it seem like a destination that like teens want to go to yeah, and yeah. sort of lean into that aspect of it. I mean, um, I, I mean, I don't think it makes, I don't, I don't, I liked going to the mall just because back in the day it seemed like a place where I would where see people other were. people, right? Yeah. Like that's. I think that's the part that probably isn't going to come back because I don't think that just teens going to hang out at the mall is going to draw more kids to the mall. Matter of fact, most people hated when teens showed up at the mall when I was growing up. They were not pleased to see me and my big group of idiot friends roll up in there and not buy anything and just hang out in the food court for three hours. Uh Uh, Good times, though. I used to love that. Uh, All right. Woody Allen's in the news this week. Uh, Apparently... He's having trouble selling his memoir to publishers. Uh, he's been shopping it around for a couple months now. It seems like nobody wants uh, anything to do with it. No one wants to be involved with the story. Are you surprised that no one wants to buy the Woody Allen memoirs? No. No, you're not surprised. No. You don't think that because like he's such a divisive figure that like having like, having him put out the memoir wouldn't be like financially beneficial? No, the wait. The wait. wait. Yeah. Yeah, they don't need it. You know what I mean? Publishing publishing houses don't need it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it just seems like... I guess it's true if it's his memoir and you like, well, whatever he's going to write, it's all could be bullshit, right? Like, are we going to let him write whatever he wants in here and just put it out? I don't know that people even necessarily care about the guy anymore. You think that's part of it, too? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's fair. Woody Allen was, like, truly relevant when it comes to movies. Not really. You say what you will, but, like, nah... Uh, some public some publishing executives use the word toxic when describing the challenges of working with Allen in the current environment, noting that while he remains a significant cultural figure, the commercial risks of releasing a memoir by him were too daunting. I think that's probably about right. I'm just surprised that nobody would do it. I'm surprised someone would be like, I like money. You somebody I mean? probably would have done it if they probably didn't give yeah. him the money he wanted. That's fair, too. Um... All right, let's uh, let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog for a second. This seems like something that people are very angry about this week. Mm. Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer uh, came out this week. People really disliked the way the Hedgehog looked. They hated a lot of the trailer. It seemed like uh, now it seems like people hated it so much that the studio has come around and said they're going to redesign Sonic the Hedgehog based on the response to the trailer. Kevin, you watched the trailer with me. What did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog's trailer? Did you think it needed to redesign? Are people overreacting, or was it really that bad? I mean, it looked terrible. It really didn't look bad. I don't understand why they're making this movie at all. That's another great question. I don't <laughs> A get really it. really great question. Who is this for? I don't... Us? Our generation? No, like, trying so, to hit though. the nostalgia of, like, no. guys who played Sonic growing up? No. I, I, no, I can't think of anyone who watched this movie. Well, because the problem when they do this, like when they try to remake a lot of old like video games into movies, is you have to like sort of retcon this like weird plot into it. Because like in Sonic, he's just spinning around and jumping on like you know mechanical crabs' heads. <laughs> yes, that's right. And that's like now you've got like all these humans and like the government and the military. It's like what the what, what the hell are you talking about? What is this? It's like there, there's a line in the movie. I think I want to say Justin was here when we watched it, and there's a line in the movie where. Uh, you know, the Uncanny Valley Sonic, played by John Ralphio, turns to... Uh, is that who it is? Yeah. Hmm. Played by... Uh, James Marston is the other... Is like the human lead. And he looks at him, and he goes, Basically, it looks like I'm gonna have to save your planet. And I could see, like, this, like... God, just like the way they said it in the line. I was like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're trying... It's just... It's... They're... I don't know. 
it feels like they want to make Deadpool, but they don't want it to be like a violent movie that's rated R. Right? Oh, you think it's going to be like that? I think they want to make a movie where it's like this iconic good character. I guess Deadpool wasn't... You could argue about whether Deadpool was iconic before that movie came out. But sure. take this character and put him in a situation where he can sort of riff on the world around him, right? Be a little bit meta. Do you know what I mean? Uh, almost, I guess the the detective Pokemon movie that just came out is probably a better, a closer example of what they probably wanted to do, right? Take this iconic character and put him in a situation where you could, like, goof around with the 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 characteristics that exist with the character. I don't think Sonic... There's no character. That's Sonic a great... Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you... You'd be... I'd be more interested in going to see an actual, like, Pixar Super Mario Brothers movie that's just, like, a Pixar movie. That's not, like... 10 billion percent. That's not, like, Mario comes to... I don't to, need real-life yeah. Mario. I don't need real-life Sonic. I don't need, like, true-to-human form. Would you like this movie if it was more of, like, a... Uh, a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type situation where it doesn't look like he's supposed to be in the world that we live in. They, they yeah. made... It, it, Anything would be better than what they're doing. It's like Uncanny Valley. They tried to make it look like it would really exist and it just made it look like a horrifying nightmare creature. It's just dumb. Yeah, I don't think there's a Sonic movie to be made. Jim Carrey looked great. He did look good with the weird mustache and the, and the hair. Chewing on scenery, I love it. I mean, I could argue that that trailer itself is not well made because they did bad audio breaks and it's really poorly put together, but that's that's a whole separate podcast. That's my... Yeah, I also, that was another thing, I don't understand why they're using Gangsta's Paradise in the trailer. I wasn't mad about it. Uh, I guess. I mean, I like that song, I haven't heard it in a while. I, 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 I could never hear that song again for as long as I live and be thrilled. <laughs> you but like that one? It's just like, I don't, yeah, there's nothing really like... Hmm. Yeah, no, not really. I'm over it. Uh, so, you want to close out with some uh, some mailbag questions from other mailbags? Sure. We'll close them out with this today. Uh, all right, start with this one. What is the etiquette on sending inane and or frivolous text messages at odd hours? I feel like people should know how to set their phones to not bother them when they don't want to be bothered, and I should be free to share my insights. You're wrong, sir. I'm going to say that right now. It's not up to... It shouldn't be up to me to be like, I don't want people bothering me. I'm going to turn my phone off at 8 o'clock at night and turn it back on at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, right? I don't think you should be sending any text message to anyone you don't know past, like, what? Like, 11.30 on a business day? anyone you don't know? What is that? What are you texting strangers? Well, I guess that's a good point. I don't know, like... Before you before you send it, just, who is this for? Think about that. Who is this yourself. for, right? If you're just doing it for yourself, you're not going to bring any benefit, just don't. Just is, don't I, I can see the point that they're getting send at, yourself. If you're the kind of person who's just got your phone on you all the time, and you always have all your notifications on, and it's buzzing and beeping and looping, are you asking for it, right, by wanting to be aware of anything that happens? Is it your own fault? I mean, me? you're an idiot if you've got your notifications set like that anyway. Okay. I mean, I try not to send some nonsense, especially if it's like a family member. I don't text my family after like 9 o'clock. My mom texts me after 9 o'clock. I feel like something's wrong. Right. right. I also don't have a lot of friends who are up at like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning anymore these days. True. I think that's a big part of it, right? True. I think too, that's, I think it's an age thing, right? In my 30s, if I get a text message at 1 o'clock in the morning, it means one of two things. It either means sup or it means like something bad happened. Right, so I do kind of want to get that message either way, one way or the other. Right, um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that. I think once you get to a certain age, like nothing good happens after like one o'clock in the morning, at least via text message. That's my thought. Mm. Thoughts? Anything else? Yeah, I'm. I just 
I like I get it. I get what they're saying. I get what they're going for. But also, like, if it bothers you, I think you've got problems. I've never been woken up from sleep by no. a text message. If so your phone, if uh... your phone is set so that a text message wakes you up, you're a fool. Okay, so very good. Very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. This one I brought up specifically uh, because we've had this scenario happen, and I wanted to share it with you. Um, uh, my friend and I go to a couple movie. Th- uh, my, my, well, my friend and I go to a couple movies together every month. It's one of our rare bonding activities, and we really look forward to it. But movie theater food is expensive. I've taken to bringing in my own snacks and my own bags, which seems to work fine. But for longer movies or ones that start around mealtime, I'm wondering how far I can go with brought in food. Are pre wrapped sandwiches and cookies too much? I don't want to upset people around us or get us kicked out by the theater staff. So the question is, how far can you push the boundaries of what is movie theater food? Uh, we've talked about the It story about when we went to see It. I forget, what is that lady eating next to you? Soup. Soup. <laughs> Soup out of a... Yeah. Soup in a bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Movie. And then like a peach. Yeah. Or something, <laughs> something with yeah. a pit. Um, that was... That's over the line. <coughs> I, think at you, I think the biggest issue is not necessarily noise... But smell. Smell is huge. Smell is the biggest part of it. If you have a big salami sandwich in the movie theater, you can smell that a couple rows back. Salami's fragrant. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a scent to it. Soup is fragrant. You shouldn't be eating Chinese soup in a bowl next to somebody at a, at a movie. I, I, I don't know. I feel like you, I try and stay within, like, the candy, popcorn, soda wheelhouse a lot of times if I'm at the movies. Um, I can understand because I would prefer, I'd like, candy doesn't really do much. Like, I'm not really a big candy guy anyway. Um, I know you you love the hell out of some candy, but, like, I'm, I would rather have, um, like, a salty type snack. You know what I mean? But I think the noise is a factor because like, you can't, what are you going to do, bring in a bag of chips and it's crinkling the whole time? You would have to take the chips out and put them in, like, a Ziploc bag. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, and and then like at that point you start like look at your life, look at your choices. Um, <laughs> it's a great point. But I think yeah, uh, like I think when it comes to bringing stuff in, I mean I remember being like a young kid when they used to have the movies in the mall. There yes. was the Arby's right across the way. Get like some Arby sandwiches, put them in the pocket, of some cargo shorts, and just that's bust a bit down much. An Arby sandwich. I feel like that's a lot. But I, I feel like you could bring you could bring like a sandwich. You could bring a cold sandwich. I feel like a hot sandwich is a lot. I think it's, again, time and place. I've been to movie... Th- I went to see Lake Placid with my dad. There's nobody else in the theater. We could have had a goddamn buffet in there and nobody would have noticed. That's so, also true. Don't go to Avengers and eat a big six-foot sub, but if you're going to see a movie that's just about to leave the theater, you can probably get away with, like, a slice of pizza. No one's going to stop you. Do you know what I mean? Like, like a nice that? tomato pie. Oh, nice full But tomato. the stuff thing is, you can't... You can't. It's tough to get that stuff in because well, you got you got to pocket it. Well, that was the other side. Like, they don't want to get kicked out by theater staff. i got to be honest. I've never seen an underpaid teenage theater staff member ever really attempt to physically throw somebody out for having food from the outside. People are very blatant about having outside food. We were in the front row of that movie and immediately took our candy and snacks. Those two dudes were standing there. No, 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 because they were down on the side. Remember we had the side spot next to the chair. I put my water right there. No one stopped me. Water's different. Nobody can stop you. I'm a firm believer that nobody can stop you from bringing water anywhere. Water, yeah. water you can do anything. If they would, you have given up. If they had walked over to us and said, "Oh, excuse me, sir, you're gonna have to give up those Reese's pieces, or you're gonna have to leave," would you have given up the Reese's pieces, or would you have left? I'm not gonna give them up. Like you're not gonna take them. Would you me. have left? No. So you would have had to give I'm them like, up. No, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll leave them in my jacket. That's enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Okay. All right. I would, love, I would, I would, I would love, I would love to see some little dweeb come over to you, big, big imposing you, and be like, "Sir, you have to leave this theater." You just Thanos him. You just hold your glove up and snap. I mean, yeah, I think. I think when it comes to 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 movie theater food, I think noise is the biggest thing. What about Apple? Apple too loud for movie theater? Apple, yeah. You're, that's a little weird. It's that's fruit. A, I mean, I, I gotcha. It's just a little strange. Just chomping right. on an apple. I think noise is the thing. Fragrance is the thing, but like to a point. Like you could bring a salami sandwich. Nobody's gonna say anything. You know what I mean? What about peanut butter and jelly sandwich? That's peanut safe. butter would be great. That's bombing down peanut butter and jelly. Nice turkey sandwich, nice ham sandwich, anything like that. There you go. So there um, you go. You can get all that stuff in there. I think the biggest thing that you have to do is clean up after yourself. Take your garbage out. Oh yeah, you're an Excellent. animal. If you leave, if yeah. you go to the movies Excellent and you point. leave your soda, your popcorn bag, whatever the hell is in the aisle, you're garbage. <laughs> yeah, you're a trash you're person. a trash person. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed in society. Oh, somebody else will clean it up. They get paid for it. You're literally the worst. The All right. Worst. Excellent. That was great. Uh, flu game performance from Kev today. Great work. Always. Uh, Always. Never stops. Uh, May 11th, Kids Day, Handshake City. Go to handshake.city uh, to check out all the information. Go to madeinutica.com. Uh, follow the show at uticast.com. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram. Uh, what else? I forget. Apple Podcasts. Take it over the web. Uh, tape machines are rolling. We are desperately on Stitcher. Out of oh, Stitcher. That's the right. The number two Utica podcast comes out on Tuesdays on Stitcher. Yeah, it's yeah. good to know. That's us. I love it. Mm-hmm. Podcasting. I love podcasting. Just love to podcast. Uh, again, sign our humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Pete forgets lives. Pete forget. Pete forgets. Yo, always. did you see? By the way, real quick, we're gonna do a little Pete forgets corner. Did oh, you I see? Love that, it. Did you see that this man is still on his daily pizza game? He. Uh, I I need him to un. To I saw him posting that he's like. By the way, for anybody still keeping count, like day crazy number of days, and I was like, damn. I need to. I need to have a conversation with him about the... We get Pete on the pot about the pizza, I think. I know we do. I, I think we do. I think it's just... I need to know the genesis of it. I need to know how it started. I need I gotta, to know everything. I gotta know. All right, Pete, we'll, we'll talk to you via, via Twitter. Out Keep fighting the good fight. All right, we love you folks. Enjoy us uh, next week, 203. Um, yeah, I love it. Podcast. <laughs>